Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Mike Shope. We were having a very serious conversation about mayonnaise here. And the Bulldog. And don't even talk to me about weed. On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, thanks for hanging with us on this Thursday afternoon. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope is off. Nate Geary filling in for Mike today, uh, along with Zach Jones running things. And we are happy to welcome back to the show on the West Her Hotline our friend Mike Genetti from Track. Mike, it's uh, it's Nate and Chris here. How are things? Doing well, guys. Appreciate you having me back. Yeah, awesome. So, um Things start to get a little more complicated for our beloved Buffalo Bills here, Mike. Um, the big, the big contract for Josh Allen takes hold. They've got some big free agents, and they're going in pretty far over the cap. Um, let's start here. How cumbersome will it be for them to make enough room to do anything impactful once free agency gets here mid-March? I'm not super worried this time around. Uh, you know, the spot minus 18 right now based on our numbers. Josh alone can can, can restructure his salary and get them um, about three in the black right there. So you talk about Josh and Von Miller restructuring contracts this year. That's freeing up almost $32 million of space right there. Um, and then you go a little smaller with some Taron Johnsons and maybe Daquan Jones restructure. And, of course, a couple of cap casualties, which we get every year. But, uh, you're right. I think it's less about the actual money this year and more about just the decision-making, right? The players in, the players out, uh, you know, some injury situations, and obviously there's a couple of big free agents to talk about here. Yeah, a, a Miller restructure obviously is lucrative, but the mm-hmm. trick there is you're talking about a 34-year-old man coming off another ACL injury and you're kicking the can down the road. Like, I wonder – I, I wonder how obvious it is that the Bills should or would want to extend that because the the out after the third year was pretty appealing when he signed that six-year deal last March. Yeah, what I'm talking about doing is, is restructuring the roster bonus, which I think was always kind of baked into the cake. Um, so it's not going to d- damage down the road too much to do something like that. Um, okay. I think it was kind of built into the contract initially. So, uh, again, it's not uh, a maximum restructure I'm referring to here, and you do it now, not later. That's no, there's no question about it. The injury and his age are, are big, big factors going forward here. Yeah. So, it, you know, if they're able to, and, and like, you know, you know it's, it happens all over the league with these quarterback contracts, um, you know, do these things and, and make room. Someone tweeted at, at me and a bunch of us at the station, and I don't know, Mike, if you were even included in that, you, maybe you should have been because you're the one that would maybe have the answer. The, the guy's question generally was, how do you get to just keep doing this? Like, doesn't it 
eventually it has to catch up to you eventually if you keep pushing things and the bills are just starting out on this path i should make that clear right like they're this is their first year with the big josh extension on the book so um you know it's not like they've made a habit of doing this but lots of teams have the new orleans saints might be an example and they eventually you know they reached they reached a point where they couldn't keep going and their quarterback aged out um how do teams keep sort of pushing off the inevitable and what is the price to pay or does the cap just keep going up enough that it doesn't matter yeah you nailed it right the the league is just so darn healthy that this is just an exercise it's not even really like a question mark anymore for the majority of teams there are still teams out there that refuse to go this route for, for the reasons you're saying they don't want to have to you know pay the piper down the line here at some point in time but if we're talking about short windows of contention which is that's sort of the moniker in every sport now um, and, and the Bills know they have probably a three-, four-year window here to kind of lock things together. You, you just push away. You push and push and push. And you don't do it with everybody. Obviously, it's a decision-by-decision situation. But with guys you absolutely know are going to be in the fold the next two, three years, you, you really don't have a problem doing that. And, and it does catch up. I mean, the Buccaneers with Brady this year mm, are going to yeah, have a $35 right. million dollar cap for him to go and you know either retire or play somewhere else. And uh and that that is an example of it catching up with void years and destruction and things like that. But I, I think they would take that Super Bowl and uh, and laugh at us in the face, right? Mike, one question I have for you is like when you start to pull the lever on the Josh Allen contract. I know we're literally going into year one of this thing hitting, but you know it it may not be as obvious as say maybe the Kansas City Chiefs contract with Patrick Mahomes was right i think what his ended up being something like a 10 year contract um where you sort of have all of these restructure opportunities built in within it like when do you believe the best the best time to pull that lever on Josh Allen's contract will be because he is 27 years old and like that's a can that you don't mind kicking down the road where maybe you do mind kicking Yvonne Miller can down the road at age 33 or whatever it is, or or a, or a Tredavious White who you know is coming off of a major knee injury, and we don't know if he is still the same player. Like, is does that make sense for you? It, it does. But I, I, even with with a player like Josh, the most important position at age twenty seven, right? There's really no red flags right now. Even with a player like that, I still think you have to be mindful of how you do this. And you mentioned Mahomes. Kansas City did not restructure Patrick yep. Mahomes last year. They kept him on that big cap hit. They, they staggered the process. They they restructured a couple of other major players. They obviously let a couple of players walk. I think there's a rhyme and a reason to doing that, and Buffalo has done that as well. Um, year one was a signing bonus for Josh. Year two was an option bonus for Josh. This is the first year where there's no built-in prorated bonus, so you can create one now with the restructure of his base salary. I think that's probably the right direction. Year four, year five, that's where you start to have those questions. Now do we start piling those things up? Is he still that kind of player? Are, are we going to be thinking about a new contract in two, three years versus – um, you know, sticking with this one and just keep pushing things down the line. Is it is easy, though, Mike, to just say, like, for these teams, the Saints and, you know, maybe the Bills here in the future, is it as easy just to say as long as you have an owner who is willing to spend the money that, like, these things can remain in your back pocket and those teams that you're talking about that maybe don't want to do this are teams that maybe are a little bit more hesitant on, like, spending, you know, physical, like, having your owner actually have to spend a lot more money in that way. Does that make sense, too? It does because you're restructuring for a purpose, right? You're not right. just doing it to, you know, just to do it. There's obviously a, a mindset of what's going to happen with the $21 million that, that Josh frees up here. Um, so you're right. It has to be a, a two-way street. There has to be a, a spending plan, a spending pattern. And Buffalo has been very, very active in that regard, by the way. They are not a bottom of the, of the league spending team in any regard. So I expect that to continue. Uh, I think they understand who they are right now. And, and with contracts like this, if they can help, they're going to have to do it right now. 
Mike Janitti runs the uh, con- con- sports contract website portal, if you will, Spotrac, S-P-O-T-R-A-C.com, and must-have must on the browser this time of the year. There's a lot of info there about contracts. It's a go-to whenever a new contract is signed. You want to get a lay of the land of cap space. And all, all the sports are there. We're focused on the bills for this, but you can get NBA stuff and baseball stuff, hockey stuff, you name it, all there at spotrack.com. So ideally here, what, what's the maybe the best case scenario and maybe the most realistic scenario about amounts of money that the bills could have at their disposal once they do whatever it is they're going to do to these contracts, Mike? I think at the end of the day, if we talk a couple of restructures and a couple of, of uh, releases, we're at about 25 maybe close to 30 million heading toward that March 15th date, which that's pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no need to, to, to go overboard getting into the league year, unless you have serious, serious contracts in mind. And maybe there's some wink with negotiations happening behind the scenes already. But um, I think that's probably a pretty fair number right now to start the, the year with. And obviously you can open up more as needed when more things approach to you. But uh, that's probably where I'm seeing this team March 15th, March 14th, approaching that, that league year about 25, 30 million. And so what is the way to spend that money? We always kind of get, get focused on, you know, new guys, exciting new guys. Brandon Bean has already said, you know, that it's not going to be the year for that. He kind of always says that. A lot of GMs in our experience, I think, have said that. But the Bills really might be in a spot where that will be tough, depending on what they choose to do or what they can get done with a couple of their own key guys. Tremaine Edmonds has got to be at the top of this list, Mike. Um, he's a polarizing player, I think, within the fan base. Uh, he's definitely got his fans, and he definitely has his detractors. Um one of the things that I like about your site is that you have this this portal this part of it where you know market value, so you're estimating comparables and whatnot. What's the lay of the land with Edmonds, and and what do you think a, a fair deal ends up being? Yeah, you mentioned polarizing. He he may be the most polarizing valuation we've ever done in 15 years of this yeah. website because look, you know, I, I have had the fortunate to to be able to see him for four years here now where maybe some of these other national people haven't spent so much time looking at him like I have. It's been up and down. It's been inconsistent, right? It's been bad at times. And he, he peaked at the absolute right time. He had a phenomenal year across the board, including in coverage and certainly, uh, you know, where those, where the off ball linebackers matter most. So I can tell you right now, just math wise, right? Our, our algorithm says he's about 11, $12 million per year. I know that's realistically not where he's going. He's too freak of an athlete. He's got the ages on his side. Everything, everything about him says he's going top of the market. Now, I don't believe that's twenty million, but I do think there's sixteen, seventeen million per year in his future. And if that's the case, I don't think he's long for the Bills. I, I believe that's going to price him out of the current local market. Uh, but I think there's teams out there willing to do that because of all the things that is mentioned. Yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at too. Like I, I, you know, I'm not studying this like like certainly like you are, um, but I, you know, the the great year. Um, is I think you know, despite his detractors, um, I think I think that's accurate. And when when Roquan Smith got traded and then signed in Baltimore, that contract, I, I kind of I, I, a chill went through me. I just kind of like, not not that I think like you said, Edmonds is going to earn twenty million on the open market, but it is you know it's going to ra- it's going to raise all you know all players at that position, and Edmonds is right at the front of that line, so. 
man, yeah. I, I think it's going to be challenging. Um, I mean, the, the only hope maybe the Bills have if they want to retain this player is that he wants to play for a lot less than that, and I, I don't know why he'd want to do that. No, it doesn't make sense for him to do that. There's too many, I think, teams out there, good teams out there, probably willing to go near that $20 million per year, um, you know, upwards of $50 million guaranteed. And I, I, like I said, I don't think that's the market here. The good news is, and you mentioned, you know, who's next, who's out there. It's a halfway decent off-ball linebacker market. It really is. I mean, you had a guy in the Super Bowl, TJ Edwards, who had a similar year, played on a one-year contract, had a phenomenal one year out of nowhere, sort of. You know, he's going to be half the guarantees, maybe around $12 million per year. Maybe this, this, this valuation that I'm talking about for Edmonds uh, makes sense for a player like TJ Edwards. The Colts have a couple of players. The Saints have a couple of defensive players that I think aren't going back to where they came from. Let's put it that way. So I, I, I just think that there's going to be other options that are going to keep the price low enough for Brandon Bean to say, go get your money. We're going to make it work. Even if we're paying, you know, we're getting an 85% production of what we got from you last year. We got to do what's right for this team, and I, I just think that uh, anything over sixteen million a year is just too much for Edmonds right now. Yeah, I, I um, like I, I don't want the Bills to get worse. Need it be said, right? Um, yeah. so I, I, you know, I, I like draft and develop and retain. Like those are those are great concepts. Um, I've said a few times here on this show already this off season, Mike. That maybe my biggest off season fear is that the Bills go too big to try to keep Tremaine Edmonds and, and pour too much money. They, you know, they have Milano on a contract that looks, you know, pretty decent, but it's still healthy money. And if you add a big number with Edmonds, I just, I think you're, a, you're suddenly a team in the NFL pouring resources into that position that like, I just, I don't think I want to be at the front of the line of paying linebackers. You know, Bulldog, the, the Milano contract is the one I reference quite a bit right now. Brandon Bean took that thing right to the finish line. It was the, the final hour of negotiations before he hit the open market, basically. He might have even got to that open market point in time. And he signed him for a deal that I think was maybe two, $2 million less than what he could have gotten anywhere else, maybe more. Um, and that's exactly the, the point that we're trying to make here, right? If, if, if these guys really want to be here, and I think there's a certain degree of, of players on this roster right now that really don't want to leave, even, even if the money is markedly mm-hmm. better elsewhere, um, there's a, there's a give and take here, and if you wait long enough and you, and you let these guys sort of go out there a little bit and understand where, what their market actually might be, there's always that, that comeback, right? There's always that last, last final hurrah that Brandon Bean can throw out there, maybe sweeten the pot just a little bit with a, with a fully guaranteed signing number that makes it look a little better right now. And I think that's how Milano worked out right at the very last minute. So I, I'm, not, I'm not losing hope that this guy's leaving town for sure. Mm-hmm. But the numbers look like it's trading in that direction. Let's put it that way. Mike Giannitti, SpotTrack.com, is on the Western hot, Hotline for a few more minutes here on WGR. I, I think the, 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 most, the next most important player um, is, I think, maybe an easier case to crack, and that's Jordan Poyer. Um, you know. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. 
So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Obviously, very high level, all pro player. Um, but it is felt since last offseason, like the signs are there that the Bills are prepared to move on and not pay him what his market value uh, might be. How do you feel about Poyer at this point, Mike? You know, I've been back and forth a few times on this one. I think he's probably an $11, $12 million safety right now, and I realize even with the age and, and, and the injury history now that that's, that's a pretty big number, even though the safety market's upwards of $18 million now. Um, I, there's, there's a world where maybe nobody, nobody pays that number. Uh, the more that I'm start, starting to do some work on this. Uh, it's not a great safety market. It's not a great safety draft. So if those things are in his favor. Uh, but it does seem like he's not long for this roster anymore. I'll, let me put that out there. I, I think that he uh, he has sort of put himself out there to, to the world that he's going to test this market. And uh, and if it's something around the three for 30, 10 million per year mark, he's going to take it to be somewhere else. Just just my personal feeling. I don't think it's about money. More To me, it's not about money right now. And I don't yeah. think there's going to be a team out there that blows him away money-wise. But I, I do think that from a free agency standpoint, that's where he wants to be right now. Do, do, do you say that? about it not being about money because they didn't get something done with him already and he might just feel a little scorned? I do. I do. I've seen that too many times now to sort of backtrack on that. I think there's a relationship problem a little bit with that. Uh, although, look, this guy went above and beyond in 2022 to get himself <laughs> no on doubt. the field. Yeah. And maybe that's a personal thing, and maybe that's a team thing, and certainly I'm not, I'm not trying to speak for anybody in this regard. But it feels like right now the more feelers I put out there uh, from a national standpoint – that this guy's looking to be elsewhere, and, and to me that signifies less about money, more about a fractured relationship. Well, I wanted to ask you kind of more, Mike, about the safety market at large. Like, It seems like it's become one of those markets where age maybe doesn't matter as much as other positions. Maybe it's the exact opposite of, say, like the running back market, where guys in their late 20s, 28, 29, 30, and then really into their early 30s, still seem to be producing at a high level. And maybe Jordan Poyer is maybe the best example of this. But do, do you kind of see that trend with the safety position? And it, it feels like it's unique to that position, maybe over any other one. Yeah, I do think so. But, uh, I think a lot of the game has, has switched to the middle of the field. The, the, the run game, the pass game, you know, obviously the, the interior offensive line has become way more important over the past five years or so. So I think a lot of this down the middle stuff has improved uh, and the money has improved as well. 
the, the thing with the safety market, guys, is it's kind of rogue. Right? Like we have a Harrison Smith, you know, 30 million plus contract at 16 million per year in Minnesota. We've got a couple of older guys, obviously the Jamal Adams situation with the trade and the subsequent contract kind of broke some situations out West, but you know, we've got a like a high Jordan player, you know, contract at eight, nine million a year for basically five years here, which every other team in, in, in the league has to be looking at this situation thinking, how are they doing? This? How are they keeping these contracts so tempered for players that are continually in all pro conversations? Um, it, like I said, it's been rogue. So it's tough to evaluate our Jesse Bates right now who's yep. been on a franchise tag and is going to walk into the open market. Is he, is he even worth the, what the next franchise tag is for him? I'm not sure. Uh, maybe one team values him that way, but it, but it feels like great one year, inconsistent second year, and then the, the market for that player just dumps off the floor. So for a player like Poyer, who has consistently maybe even gotten better with age, as you're mentioning here, there, there's I would have absolutely no problem with somebody going big, a big number on Jordan Poyer. I just don't see it happening that way right now because I do think there's going to have to be a correction happening in this market like we saw with tight ends and running backs, like you mentioned, that where things sort of flatlined a little bit for a while because we've got great players making $9 million and not-so-great players making 18 right now at that position. <laughs> right, That's, that just doesn't, doesn't seem to really add up. You, you were ready with a couple of alternative ideas should the Bills lose Edmonds. Are you as prepared to talk about safety replacements, or do you think that might have to come from inside? I think they're going to probably promote from within, and there's probably a draft pick or two there. That's uh, that's most likely where we're headed here. It's, like I said, it's not the greatest uh, open market. I, I don't see this team going for one of those top of the market safeties that I mentioned there, a Bates or a, you know a Chauncey Gardner Johnson. You know, maybe you can talk yourself into a Jimmy Ward situation. But I think uh, I, I think probably they understand that this was coming from a while, a while ago. They're probably ready to replace Hyde again next year. So, uh, you know, my guess is they're going to, as you mentioned, kind of draft and go, draft and promote from in within, and uh, keep yourself cost controlled, and also understand uh, that you can you can swing big elsewhere on this roster because it's not the only hole right now. We are going to run out of time eventually here, so let me squeeze in what I can. Um, how challenging for what you and your, your website? Uh, do is the running back market because there's a lot of big names and you know I know how we talk about running backs on this show and I think a lot of the league you know don't draft him in the first round don't pay him second contracts etc etc um, how how does Devin Singletary fit into all of that because like I, I'm mostly just assuming the Bills will let him go but I, I don't know that and you know maybe they feel very strongly about wanting to retain him it's uh it, the, the worst part of the, about the running back situation for us guys is that we're constantly having to be negative. Right? We're constantly having to say, this is a great player, but there's no way he's making 10 million a year. Right. We, right. we constantly have to be hampering these guys because it's just not a reality anymore in this league. So a player like Singletary, who I think had some excellent moments in 2022 and maybe just wasn't utilized enough for whatever reason, uh, probably thinks that way heading to the open market, probably knows that he's just looking for more opportunities next year to sort of reset, reset himself from a production standpoint. But that doesn't mean, you know, six million a year, in my opinion. I think the James Conner six, seven million is a is a ceiling for him. But if he signs for four million a year, I, I'd probably say that's about right right now. I, don't, I just don't think with ten or eleven really good running backs about to hit this market, and he's probably somewhere in the middle of that pack, that any of these guys are going, you know, Christian McCaffrey number, and, and certainly most of them are down in the four to five range. Might not be like the most urgent uh, issue. But I noticed Case Keenum's name 
on the list. And so the backup quarterback, and he made, what, $6 million last year. Um, I don't know, maybe the Bills like him enough to try to keep him around at that number or even at a lower number. They inherited that contract in a trade, right? So they didn't give him that money, but they, they kept him on at that money. What do you think they end up doing at backup quarterback? Do they do they pay him and keep him maybe at a lower rate? Yeah, they paid him about $3.5 million last year with that trade. It actually came down via the trade. So I think that's about right. It makes sense that if he's a good locker room guy and he's working well with Josh, that that's about the right number uh, with the cap going up to 225 here. So I'd expect just a one-year redo. I think they brought Matt Barkley back as well in some capacity on a reserve contract. So my guess is there's going to be a lot of uh, bring it back from last year on most of these most of these positions all right mike thanks a lot uh, appreciate the time as always um i hope i've done a decent enough job uh, getting the word out about the site i mean not that people would be strangers you said 15 years now by the way yeah yeah it sure is i know Tell me what about it. You guys, you guys here. are pretty old. I don't know. I, I, I know. I, I, I feel like I feel like I can remember the first time we found your site sitting in the studio. Mike and I have been working together a long enough time that we go back that far, but that does not seem like 15 years ago to me, but I'll bet it is. Wow, crazy. All right. Well, Mike, great work as always. Thank you so much for the information. And, again, SpotTrack.com, folks, is where you want to be. Uh, for all of this, the projections on market value and uh, the contract history and all that. Uh, thanks again, Mike. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. That is Mike Giannitti, SpotTrack.com. We'll uh, take a time out and gonna pour over some of what we learned and talked about with Mike as we move forward. 803-0550 is the phone number. Joe Yurden on the Sabres coming up at 5 o'clock. Pre-game for the Sabres and Lightning coming up at 6 with our Paul Hamilton and myself. So stay tuned. we got you covered all afternoon and into the evening. Nate Geary is in for Mike Shope along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog, and this is WGR. And we don't even know if he wants to play for Green Bay. We haven't even heard that. So if he doesn't know if he wants to play for the organization that has paid him an ungodly amount of money and who we just signed a new contract with last year, what makes you think he's going to be that invested with this team that has all these young, impressionable players that is trying to find a way to get over the hump? Is ESPN football analyst Lewis uh, Riddick oh talking about Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I, I think the modern day Brett Favre. This is we're just going to do this every yeah bleeping yeah bleeping bleep bleeping bleeping off season yeah he should it. freaking retire because I'm tired of it. I don't need it. I don't want to talk. It is February 23rd, and you know what is flashed on my screen for 24 straight hours? I now know what the inside of a dark retreat looks like. He is not that entertaining. Spoiler alert, it's dark. He's not entertaining. He is the dullest, least fun human to ever exist on on the earth. And he is captivating people by sitting inside of a rock with a door for five days. What is happening? Why have we gotten to this point in society? Why have we devolved so much as a society that Aaron Rodgers is interesting? I, I don't want to get in the way. I, I'm, I mean, I'm just so pissed let it, let about it, this. Let, let it all out. I'm so pissed <laughs> that I worked from home today, and I threw ESPN first take on, and what did they talk about for 40 bleeping minutes? And I said, all right, well, you know what? I'll put on ESPN, too. I'm sure they won't be talking about it. Yeah, and then it was yeah. just a rerun from this morning of them yeah. talking about it. I just yeah. 
Who cares? Also, it's the smallest market in the NFL. There has to be better stuff to talk about. You're talking about it now. Who? <laughs> screaming about, well, you're not exactly screaming. Close. Uh, but, but I know, screamed off air. E- emotionally pouring yourself into a take about why you don't want to care about <laughs> it or why you shouldn't care about it. This, yeah. this, this, like I, 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 I hear Riddick talking, like 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 Zach doing the update, and yeah. like he's emerged from his darkness retreat, says the owner of the retreat in Southern Oregon. And here's some photos thought, of the retreat. My thought is almost the exact opposite of yours, uh, right here. Although I, I, I understand and appreciate the sentiment. Um, I feel like almost like I have ignored the content factory that should have been. Aaron Rodgers going to live in the dark for four days. It's it just, but they've pulled, they've extracted. If you remember three weeks ago before the Super Bowl, it was Aaron Rodgers will make a decision after he goes to the retreat, which is this Friday. And oh my God, breaking news. It actually wasn't this Friday. It's next week. He's going to do it after the Super Bowl. Oh, well, breaking news. Aaron Rodgers enters dark room retreat for five days. Breaking news today. Aaron Rodgers emerges from the dark room. Uh, how is this possible? What have we, again, how have, have we, we devolved? Yeah, how have I, we devolved this far? Uh, I, I don't, I don't have, that's too weighty a question. I don't, I don't have an answer, <laughs> too uh, but I, I think, you know, listening to Lewis Riddick talk uh, about it there, which was, is what yeah. spun us into this conversation. Yeah. Did you, did you see our buddy Tyler Dunn's latest piece at golongtd.com? So I know that like the, the, the premise of it is that they're done with him. Yeah. Um, but then Jeremy Fowler was on ESPN, I think on Tuesday saying, no, 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 no. All the vibes I'm getting is they're not done with him. This is, exa- I mean, this is, it's a carbon copy print of what happened last offseason. Well, a big part of the gist of the of the Ty, Ty Dunn piece, uh, he talked with Bob McGinn, mm-hmm. who's covered the league. Very plugged in. Long, long, long. Yeah. And, like, basically Tyler says, if, if Bob is saying this about the Rodgers and the Packers, like, you should you should pay attention. Sure. And a big part of it is that they think love is going to be really good. Like they want, they're ready, they're ready to move on. And you know, the, the the trick about that is, I mean, I don't know if 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 Rogers suspects that or knows that, like if they just flat out tell him that, they still need his cooperation in order to get him out of right. There, right. Yep. I mean, they could just leave him there and let Jordan Love play, but. I mean, oh my gosh, <laughs> that, that seems kind of bonkers. The trickiest part about this bulldog is the contract because it is not super movable. Like it just, it just really isn't. Um, I'm gonna pull it up on Spot Track. We'll do that. <laughs> good, uh, good plug, right? Um, but like, his contract is not the most movable contract, especially because it's literally one year yeah. after. Like, I think if they did like a trade and they did like a post June first, it wouldn't be terrible like basically they'd be cutting it down the middle this year it'd be 15 million savings 15 million in dead cap next and then 8 million in dead cap over the next three years but 32 51 and 45 respectively in cap savings over the next four seasons doing i guess it does but then (laughs) the question here is like part of this whole conversation about rogers where his next destination is and i like where Lewis, lewis riddick is sort of going on this right like if he he's done this two years in a row he looked just absolutely so uninterested in being anything other than the guy that 
shows up to the facility, puts his helmet on, walks out into the field, and then it's like the second practice is over, he's like the corporate America guy that's like, don't talk to me. I closed my email. If you email me, if you call me, you will not hear back from me until 9 a.m. tomorrow. Like, that has just been – he doesn't want to help develop young receivers. He doesn't want to stay after and, and talk to these guys and be a developmental – who knows what the relationship with him and Jordan Love is. I'm sure it's a lot like – you know, you would might imagine the Favre and Aaron Rodgers relationship, which was like, which is like, just stay back there and watch me. Otherwise, you know, just don't talk right. to me kind of thing. And like what team like do the Jets? Like, it seems like the Jets are toying with the idea of signing Derek Carr, but they kind of they like they think Aaron Rodgers is a little sexier. And they're like, mm, do we really want to sign? And then they and then they drop. Oh, well, Derek Carr is a future Hall of Famer if he comes over here. And, like, does anybody really believe that? You know, like, they're just dropping these weird things. The Jets, I hope that they lose. I hope they miss out on both of them. That's what that, that was that was that rant. Was about. I, I, I hope the Jets I miss guess out on I both. I would say I, I hope, well, I, I, said, I said already last week or the week before, I think I would be more worried about the Jets if they got Carr than if they got Rodgers. I think so too. Because as I say, like Carr has been a better NFL quarterback than Rodgers. I am I am not sitting in a dark retreat ingesting psychedelics. Like I, yeah. I can see. I know Aaron Rodgers has been like he is a Hall of Famer without a doubt, and Derek Carr is not. But at yep. this stage, Rodgers to me is living off of. You know, well, everything that happened before last year, because he, he has played at an MVP yeah, level pretty sure. recently. But last year, he might may have. I think you could assert. I will assert that he fell off a cliff. He he and, did. Yeah, I would say um, so. I saw Sneaky Joe tweeting about this, and I, I've been saying for years here already. I think maybe thinking about Roethlisberger and yep. the state that he was in towards the end, Philip Rivers, that Brady has ruined yep. how we look at these players and what our expectations of them should be as they get to 38, 39, 40 years old. Like Brady is such a freak of nature and such an outlier that I I don't just expect that every quarterback, even with all the advances in science and medicine are, 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 are are going to continue to play at the level that they've always played at. Yeah. So like, I I think the, the, the scenario I'm rooting for is for Rodgers to get whatever he decides he wants and go and play as badly or worse than he played last year with Green Bay and just look like a clown because yeah. I think it's setting that, up that's for, easy that to root to, for. for that to be you know quite possible. That scenario is easy to root for, I think. And, yeah. and I think, too, with, with Rodgers, it wasn't so much as, okay, well, he's got the excuse. There's no Devontae Adams. And they don't, they have Alan Lazard and Christian Watson, who was in and out of the lineup with injury all year when he was in. He was a stud when he was out. You know, that offense yep. sputtered. But Dobbs it, had his moments. It, but yeah. wasn't, it wasn't so much that the skilled position was so dramatically declined around him. I, I think there's a real argument to be made. It was in, uh, that they couldn't get open and that, you know, it was just – it was all on the skilled position players. It wasn't on Rodgers. I think it was twofold. It was that he didn't have interest in sort of creating the the necessary relationships and chemistry mm-hmm. with those guys necessary to elevate them because that's what great quarterbacks do. They elevate guys. It was that those guys were finding ways to get open and either Rodgers was – simply missed like there was a couple of games I think it was the last game of the year where they needed to win to be in and they yeah. lost that game against the Lions yeah and he, he was made terrible I mean like he was missing guys like wasn't uh-huh. even looking in the direction of guys that were wide open and that last throw 
was like one of those things where like if Aaron Rodgers' career ends on that throw, holy cow, that's bad. And you know, I I think of it like this: if he's unwilling to connect with young players. The Jets should absolutely be nowhere near Aaron Rodgers because that's what their entire team is. Like, they need, like, or at least with Derek Carr, he is for sure the team first guy. Mm -hmm. And, like, I may have questions around how good he actually is, but you're not going to have to worry about him buying in and being a leader and connecting with young players to try to elevate their game. I, I will say, though, I mean, he had maybe the best trio of pass catchers in the league last year. I know that Waller was hurt a lot and it just did not go well, but in the number one running back in, in the league last year, the, the league yeah, was leader, a, there, like, was a lot to work there was there. a lot to work yes. with and it didn't yeah. go well. Didn't, um, yeah. mm-hmm. But all in all, Bulldog, it's like, I just don't know what kind of team looks at Aaron Rodgers and says, we plug him in and we have a, a, a veteran enough roster to make this work for two years. Oh, by the way, maybe you get two years, or maybe you are now the team that is doing this thing that the Green Bay Packers have done for the last three off. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Seasons where you're sitting wondering if he's going to emerge from his dark room and not want to play football anymore. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's really telling if, if, if the Packers indeed want to move on from him, I think anybody interested in acquiring him should pay attention to that. Like, I know you can always say that about a player that's about to be traded. And, you know, relationships go sour and run their course and fresh starts and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I 100% can see a scenario where everything you just said is is true about Rodgers. His level of buy-in, like a part of this Tyler Dunn piece at GoLongTD.com, again, uh, from, from Bob McGinn, is that... Like the Packers really questioned everything you just said. His level of buy-in, his fitness. You know, it it's really interesting. What ayahuasca for, doesn't really help with uh, yeah, endurance. It's really interesting for us out here if he wants to be open about going and sitting on a mountaintop and experimenting with psychedelics. You know who might not love that is people who are paying you $50 million <laughs> a year to, to, to play a really high-pressure position. Yeah. Like, like, well, you know, good for you. Like, find your zen. Like, I, I'm here for all that. But like, I, I, is that the guy I want? You know, helping my first and second year receivers right. learn how to play the positions and learn how to play the game. Wow. I mean, I just good luck to him. I I, I don't know, man. Like I, I I I'm I'm really curious to see where it ends up because you know a guy like Brady has wanted to keep doing the work. 
right? The work is what kept him playing at yeah. the level he's played at. And and even, you know, having maybe a, a, a downturn in his abilities this past year, he still outperformed Rodgers by, like, miles. Um, and add in the and, fact, Bulldog, that, it's like... the work. He does the work. He wants to do the work. Rodgers, at this point, sounds to me like a guy who wants the money and all the stuff that goes with being the guy, right. but doesn't want to do the stuff that you have to do to keep doing it. And look what happened to Brady. Now, I'm not going to draw the straight line here, but Brady basically leaves the team during training camp for 11 days to try to maybe, like, hold his marriage together. And, like, he came back, and it, like, almost was never right. And that that is a guy who still really invested and cared before that and then came back and went right back into investing into it. And it's crazy to think that, like, 11 days in an offense or in that team – and it kind of fell apart after that, and it never looked right, even though they had moments and spurts of looking good, and then it just went back to being really bad. And, like, I, I think about that moment and thinking about, like, all the stuff that's happening in Brady's life that we probably will never know until he comes out with his fifth documentary series, um, you know, going into his personal life and what really happened this this offseason. But, like, that is so much different what Brady put himself through, probably emotionally and personally, to play this season and then you look at what Rodgers is doing, and you, you, you're just like, ah, right. I mean, go find yourself, man. Do do the ayahuasca. Do whatever, you know, psychedelic you want to do in a cave. But, like, I just don't know. I'm with you 100%. That, like, I don't know if I'm the team paying him that that's what I want. But I also want to say, like, in Ty Dunn's piece and, and them talking about liking, you know, Jordan Love. And I have a little trouble buying that only because if they really thought Jordan Love was great, they would just do this already. They would have just said. They wouldn't have given him. Given they wouldn't have given him the contract, contract extension. Year. They would have said, "We're good, dude. You're insane. Go do this somewhere else." <laughs> right. And they should. They should do that right now if that's yeah. the case. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like that's why I have a little trouble buying the the Jordan Love piece to this because they've had him for four years, dude. Is it four years already? It's, this is his fourth year. He's going into his. Fourth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so they've got to make they, a decision. They got to make fifth, a decision on his fifth, fifth year, year option for without some million, with playing you know. like nine snaps. Yeah, yeah, good, times. good. All right, all right. Well, there, there, you know, there you go. There's, there's the content machine that yeah. is Aaron Rodgers. Twenty bleeping minutes we spent. Did, did, did you? Yeah. Did you see the Florio they piece fire today about no. Brady? By the way, uh, no. Sorry, I, we got to take a break. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, what a tease! You're just, oh right. man. Uh, okay, well, we'll I'll talk about. I'll, it. We'll, I'll deliver on okay, that right good. after this. Uh, Joe Yurden coming up at the top of the hour on the Sabres in the NHL. Uh, so hang in there for that. Nate Geary is in for Mike Shope today along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. Thank you for hanging out with us here on this Thursday afternoon. I am the Bulldog, fresh off the IR. Mike Shope has the day off. Nate Geary is filling in today. Zach Jones along as well. We'll be shifting gears into some conversation about the Sabres in the NHL coming up at the top of the hour when Joe Yurden uh, joins us, covers the NHL and the Sabres for Bleacher Report. And but first, I have to. I, the, I, men, I mentioned pro football talk. Uh, there was a Brady story today. Content, content, content. Nate, um, will the 49ers try to get Tom Brady to end his second annual retirement? You missed this today. So it's not a report, rather a question that's being framed as a report, which is like the Mike Florio special. Well, um, yeah. I mean, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't 
ever confuse this with a report. Sure, no, I know. I, <laughs> right. I think no. a lot of people do with Mike yeah. Florio because he, he he's good at dis, like kind of disguising random questions that he has yeah. as being reports. But no, I mean that's that's not going to happen, right? Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. And I think he I think he even if you read the piece, you know, like, he, he, you know clickbait whatever you then want he to answers say, his own but, question is that yeah, what kind of yeah. like yeah. it's unlikely but mostly it's just to point out like oh he sent the letter in so okay <laughs> that's binding you mean you mean you can you, you you he can't ever play again because he sent the letter in no it's it, it is a it is a formality and one that he did not undertake last year when he retired and then changed his mind but it does not prevent you from changing your mind. That, that, no. that's, that's mostly the walking off point to the piece. And then circumstantially, the 49ers, who it seemed like Florio is asserting that Brady wanted to go to before he went to Tampa in the first place, you know, they've got uncertainty. They've got unproven they Trey Lance. Yep. They've got Brock Purdy with el- elbow ligament surgery. And they've got a roster that is clearly Super Bowl ready. And so, you know, could it could it fit together? It's merely don't rule it out because he sent in a letter, the retirement papers. Mm. That, that that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't have to mean anything. Um, it might be a definitive sign that Brady is serious about being retired and staying retired. But if he changed his mind, the letter won't keep him from changing his mind. It's really the point. Definitely so, not. I I did find it interesting he decided to take the year off and start his gig on TV in 2024. But, I mean, if you had the ability to take off work for a year before you started a new job, I think everyone would do it. I highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, same. You know, if, yeah. you, can, if you can afford it, if you yeah. can afford to not be paid for 365 days, go ahead, do it. Uh, yeah. And if you can afford and during that 365 days to spend five days in a dark room and South Oregon, you should do that, too. Sure. Find some hallucinogenics. I don't know. These are all things that I'm, you know, these are life goals, really. Is what Hashtag goals. About. Yeah. Hashtag yeah. goals. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe someday. All right. We'll, uh, we'll, take, <laughs> we'll take a time out here, shift into hockey mode, early back into hockey mode. We spent the first hour on the Sabres, and then, you know, this hour on football. Now we're back into hockey. Joe Yerden will join us coming up uh, after the break and the update. We'll get into the Sabres and how they should handle the trade deadline, which, by the way, arrives a week from tomorrow. The Sabres are in Tampa tonight in Florida to play the Panthers tomorrow. They play the Capitals on Sunday, by the way. Uh, so a couple of pretty big games heading your way. We'll get into all of that and more with Joe after this. Mike Shope is off today. That means Nate Geary's filling in along with Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.